Lots going on over the Christmas season, but let's talk just a little bit about thankfulness as we continue this morning. There are two basic ways to practice thankfulness. The first is to see thankfulness as the polite thing to do. We teach our children to say please and thank you, and it's one of the first things we teach them because it's courteous, it's respectful, it's, it's civil. It, we, we need it for our society to, to function. Your heart might not always be in it, but you learn to say thanks. It's an essential life skill. The other kind of thankfulness is what we could call an attitude of gratitude. It's, that it's more than a, just a polite expression Right? It's thankfulness as a, as a condition of the heart. It's a heart condition. Now, which do you think is more pleasing to the Lord? Which do you think is more effective? The second one, right? That attitude of gratitude. And the Bible is full of examples of, of thankfulness and instructions to be thankful. You know, for example, both Jesus and the Apostle Paul teach us to be thankful for the food on the table. It's, a, it's one reason why believers need to maintain the habit of giving thanks or saying grace when you sit down for a meal. Uh, it's, it's, it's what Jesus did. It's what Paul did. And the New Testament contains thanks for salvation. For many times, Paul says, I'm thankful for you. He's speaking to people. He's thankful for people. He's thankful for ministry. Thankful for spiritual gifts. Boots gave thanks for the gift of being able to paint and bless others and open new relationships that she can share the Lord with in that way. And of course, lots of general Thanks or praise to God in the Bible. There's three verses I've included in your, your message outline this morning. First Thessalonians 5.18 says it this way. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Thankful in all circumstances. Colossians 3.16 says, whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. The point is, we're not simply to, you know, to have a day where we you know, politely say thank you. The follower of Jesus is to be a thankful person, day in, day out. Let's go back to Ephesians. We've just finished a series in Ephesians, but I want to take you back just to one verse in Ephesians chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 20, which says this. Give thanks for everything to God, um, to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5.20. I've included the always in parentheses because uh, if you read the NIV or ESV, other translations include, it'll say always giving thanks um, for everything to God the Father. That, that word, that Greek word there is an implied Thankful, always continuing to give thanks. And so um, it's better in the translation when they include that word always. So give thanks always for everything to God the Father. We saw that in 1 Thessalonians 5. We saw that in Colossians 3.16. It's when do we give thanks? It's always. If you're wondering, well, when should I say thank you? Always. Always. There's never a time to not say thank you. Whether you're thanking a person, whether you're thanking the Lord, you always want to be a thankful person. Don't let something go by without saying thank you. Now, what do you give thanks for? Well, according to Scripture, we give thanks for everything. For everything. In the midst of hard times, in the midst of car troubles, parental trials, parenting problems, so regardless of which 
side if it's the parents above you or or your kids if you're the parent, right? In celebration and in, in rejection, in heartache and grief and success and failure, there's never a time not to be thankful. I've shared with you my my story, you know, a year and a half ago I broke my ankle and there's lots of things I'm thankful for about that experience. I learned what it means to go into surgery. I never realized it was that big a deal, but it's a little bit scary when you're the one facing the knife. Um, I, I learned all kinds of stuff. Learned how to get around on a scooter, which I still miss. <laughs> it was faster than walking. Right? But why would God command this attitude of gratitude? Why does he do that? Well, because it's a great test for our heart. Right? What really matters to you? What really matters to me? That's what emerges in whether or not I say thanks. Right? So, is it comfort? Is it stuff? Is it approval? Is it success? Is it getting attention? Right? When I'm obedient to be thankful, not just simply saying thank you, but to be a thankful person by being thankful to God, I break through all the things that so easily become an idol in my life. That so easily take God's place in my life. Thanking for what I have delivers me from dissatisfaction for what I don't have. Thankfulness tests my heart. You know this about thankful people. They're easy to be around. Who doesn't love a thankful person? Right? They're, they're not a downer. They're not complainers or whiners. They're, they're, they, they're encouragers. They light up the room. They, 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 they're generous. They're not demanding. They, they're not entitled. They're not selfish. They're not proud. They, they really make your life better. And their obedience and thankfulness actually broadens or opens up their relationship with God. You know, it's easier to develop your relationship with God when you're a thankful person. So we, we just want to be thankful people. And uh, there's at least four really important reasons why. First, thankfulness creates perspective. Thankfulness creates perspective. You know, by being thankful in all circumstances, you'll recognize that no matter what, the Lord is with you. You, And as Romans 8.31 says, if God be for you, who can be against you? God is for you. He's on your side. He's with you regardless of what you're experiencing. And thankfulness reminds you that with God, you'll be okay. Secondly, and closely related to that, thankfulness develops contentment. So it creates perspective and it develops contentment. You know, when you're thankful for what you do have, you're less prone to crave and covet what you don't have. The unthankful person tends to long for the newer car, the the better house, the bigger TV, the smarter kids, the nicer job, the cuter husband or or any husband if, if you haven't found one yet. Right. But the thankful person is grateful for what they have, which means they don't keep lusting for more. Like Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else is going to come along as well. Thirdly, thankfulness grows your faith. So it creates perspective, it develops contentment, but it grows your faith. As you're thankful, you're going to see how God really has been faithful, how He really has provided. Even in hard times. And because thankfulness is such a positive attitude, it tends to build your confidence and courage. You know that a positive person is a more confident person? And confident people... Good things are attracted to confident people. 
humbly confident people. It grows your courage. It develops your faith, right? In part because people want to be around a thankful person, which means more opportunities come your way. It's a great thing. Some of you younger people who are just getting established in your school and your occupations and and figuring out where you're going to go in life, I, I guarantee if you make thankfulness as a part of your repertoire, more opportunities will come your way because people like, I want that person around because they've got a great attitude. It's one of the things that happens. So your faith grows and faith that God really will provide both what you need and very often what you want. And then that fourth thing, this is so amazing to me. Thankfulness has a purifying effect on your life. Look back into, if, you're, if you have your Bible open, I'll just read it to you if you want to listen to Ephesians 5, picking up at verse 3, just a few verses there. Ephesians 5, verse 3 says, Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Friends, it seems like the culture around us just, you know, just continues to circle the drain in an ever downward spiral. And I want to tell you, it's always been that way. It's not really that different from the way it's always been. We just have the internet now to point it out to us on a more regular basis. But it was like that in Paul's time. Paul's talking about the exact same things that we deal with now. Immorality, greed, obscenity, right? We don't have to be a part of that. How do you lead yourself away from these behaviors that Paul's talked about, right? Crude jokes, obscenity, profanity, lust, greed, idolatry, even immorality. One of the ways is by being thankful to God. He says, instead, instead of all that, instead be thankful to God. It's a, it has this ability to, to purify your life. Many, most of our sin, I would say, is rooted in wanting what we don't have. Right? The thief wants more money. The adulterer wants a more exciting companion. The addict wants a greater high. The abuser wants more power. The, the angry person wants to control others. We want something we don't have, and so we try to grab it. We're not grateful for what we have. We're ungrateful. And so we grab more. That leads us into sin. A lack of thankfulness just makes me prone to crave and covet what's not rightfully mine. And thankfulness is like a sin cleanser and a sin preventer in our lives. It gets my heart into the place of appreciating what God's provided so that I'm less inclined to chase what my flesh desires. And sometimes, like a child proving trustworthiness to his or her parents. I need to be thankful for what I have before God can entrust me with more. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's as simple as that. Look, I want to remind you that, that thankfulness only makes sense when we say thank you to someone, right? You, you can say thanks or you can say thank you. Who's the you? Last night, Becky made a, a really delicious family dinner. One of my kids has a birthday. I'll let you figure out which one that is. And I thanked her, of course. But can you imagine how unhelpful if it would have been if I just said, you know, I'm generally thankful for that really good meal today. She would have been like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> right? No, I said, thank you so much. That was awesome. I loved it. 
And so I'm thanking her. I'm thanking God for putting her in my life. And You're going to meet people this week who are you know, going to say thanks somewhat out of a courtesy or maybe they really mean it, but not necessarily thanking God. And it's, it's meaningless to say thank you without knowing the you. Just to say, oh, I'm thankful. To whom and for what? God is the ultimate object of our thankfulness. I would encourage you to, to Google um, Abraham Lincoln's Thanksgiving Proclamation of 1861. I mean, it's explicitly directed at God as the source and provider of all good things. I encourage you to look for that. Just Google Thanksgiving Proclamation. Church, I don't want to leave here today without giving you an opportunity to express your thankfulness. So I'm going to invite Josh and the worship team to join me back here on stage. And uh, if you will look in your bulletin to today, your program, somewhere in there, maybe on the back page, you're going to see a couple of two or three post-it notes. You know what I mean? Sticky notes. So here's what I'm going to invite you to do. Um, during this song, um, I would love for you to write something on there you're thankful for. Maybe you're thankful. I, Temperance, I loved how you expressed such beautiful thankfulness. I know you're there somewhere. I can't spot you right now. But how you express such beautiful thankfulness to these people in your life that have been so helpful to you. Right? Um, so maybe it's for something. Typically, we say, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my health. And can I encourage you maybe to go just a little bit beyond the, the sort of typical things? Maybe you write that, but what else are you thankful for this year? Think about this year in particular. I'm going to encourage you to write something. And while we're doing this song, there's two posters. One on that side says, give thanks. And one on that side says, give thanks. I just invite you to take your sticky note and put it on that poster. If you don't have a pen, there's baskets of pens on both tables and there's a lot more sticky notes on both of those. I would just encourage you, just let's just fill up those posters and during the lunch you can wander over and see what people are expressing their thanks for. But uh, we'd be ridiculous to talk about it and not practice it. Um, We want to be thankful people. It creates perspective in your life. It develops contentment in your life. It grows your faith and it purifies your heart and mind. Let's stand together. We'll pray and then we'll sing while you put up sticky notes. Gracious God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the good things we've been hearing and listening to today. And God, I ask that um, you just stir up uh, inside of us a a remembrance of how you've operated, how you've acted, how you've gone to bat for us, how how you've met us in our place of need. Lord, how we've learned things from even our hardships. And we give you our praise in the name of Jesus. Amen.